everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. We're coming to you live from The Lodge, brought to you by Washed Media. We're in the studio, and I am joined just across the table here by Mr. Phil Battaglia. What's up, Phil? Hey, how you doing, Barrett? I'm doing all right. How's it going? Uh, well. Yeah? Going well. Yeah? Yes. I heard you had a little accident, though. I did. I'm are, injured. Are you, are you able to play through the pain today? Yeah, I'll, I'll persevere. That's good. That's good. Are you uh, are you loaded up on uh, on some painkillers or anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't taken. I should. Damn. Uh, I've been loading up on ibuprofen. Uh, I have a rib injury, and as a result of installing a roof rack on Ashley's car, slipped off of a um, a, a stool <laughs> onto the roof. Um, and you know, onto the roof of the car. Yeah. And it really wasn't that traumatic at the time, but, mm-hmm. but Jesus Christ. Now you're sore as hell. Very sore. Yeah. Well, you know what you really need is some of that CBD roll on from Omax Health. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's see if we got an extra roll around yeah, here in surely the we do. or something. I mean, that's, that sounds perfect for those, uh, those little ribbies of yours. Yeah, my little riblets. <laughs> I cannot imagine being a professional athlete. Just like the, 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 Yeah. The and, brunt and the bruising and the just the the physical and getting hit on these like multiple times right. as they're bruised or you know if they crack ribs they just play through them the physical toll yeah yeah you got Tony Romo out there just wearing a wearing like a little puffy yeah. guard around his ribs playing straight through yeah cracked fractured broken ribs I I almost am brought to tears just getting up for coffee oh man <laughs> what's your uh, what's your coffee routine like these Ooh, days man I just so. I'm a I'm a drip boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a regular coffee maker, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, I always same. I, I'm, I like it black. Uh huh. And we're trying out some cuvee. Okay. And it's so it's all right. Okay. It's not that great. Oh wow, yeah. man! Sorry, cuvee, getting yeah. called out here. Do you guys? So here's one thing that I'm I'm considering. I've 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 talked about this uh, this coffee brand recently. It's one we discovered while in Brooklyn. It's called Partners. Okay. You can buy their coffee online straight Uh from them. Uh, And I've been, you know, support local. And by local, I just mean small business. Uh, (laughs) Support Brooklyn local, support Austin local, whatever whatever you want. But I've been buying this Partners coffee, sponsor us Partners. Um, I'm thinking about, and you can have it ground from them, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I've been buying from them. Because you go go to the grocery store here, and you want to buy something local like Flat Track or Cuvee, it's almost always whole bean. 100%. I'm thinking about getting a grinder. Yeah. Do you have your own grinder? No, but at Tom's, there is a grinder, Uh and that's where I purchased it and and ground it. And ground it, Here's a note. When using a public grinder... Mm Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that that thing is clean. Usually there's a brush somewhere around. Okay. Get in there because there's always right. going there's to al- be leftover grounds yeah. from the previous yes. grinder. Yes. Now, I just do the tap thing. You need where, to do more. And where it, where, and it, it just dumps a bunch out on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> you need to do more. Yeah? There, oh, yeah. I, don't see, I never see any brush laying around. There should be. And what you're 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 putting it up in uh-huh. the, into the and then hit the hit start on the grinder uh-huh. just to let, there might be a couple stragglers in there yeah yeah because if somebody was previously there grinding like some f- French vanilla BS, right sure sure well that's why they typically that's why like at the grocery stores they've got the your one for flavored and your uh-huh. one for non flavored and at Central Market there's three there's even one for organic 
so you can stay you can stay 100 percent organic uh-huh. interesting yeah it just depends on if the general pop is abiding by these laws that's true that's true and you can't really trust you can't trust gen pop no no but uh but yeah so i've uh, one of my buddies who's who's pretty into coffee he like he does the whole chemex yeah. pour over thing mm. which don't get me wrong i love a pour over it is one of the just true treats of life is is having a perfect pour over from a with with great with great beans mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot of work it is a lot of work you know dude. especially if you want more than one cup exactly exactly so that's why i like to let the coffee shops do that but he still he still has has is con- has been convincing me that grinding fresh beans yeah. for every pot will change the game yeah basically mm-hmm. and it will make every pot of coffee using good beans just like it'll step it up it'll level it up what if you just grind the whole bag though if it was whole bean you buy it it's ground it sits in the bag so that that sitting yeah is going to have a negative effect as opposed to each time grinding new beans uh-huh yeah Be- just because because when you think like the grinding is what opens up all those beans mm-hmm. and allows them to start oxidizing. Mm-hmm. Oxygen, as with any type of food, basically, right? Like that's the oxidization is is what starts breaking it down mm-hmm. and killing its freshness. Mm. So that's, I mean, that's typically what I do. And and you can, I don't think my coffee's bad. And you can also help this by like what I do is, um, you know, I, I, you need like a little airtight jar or yeah. container to put mm-hmm. your put those grounds in yeah and that's the this is that's what we're talking about here is the second best thing you're buying nice coffee you grind it mm-hmm. and then you're using those grounds over the course of the next week basically mm-hmm. like you're getting a pretty fresh cup yeah but it's just not quite the same as like i don't know if you've ever noticed like by the time you're towards the end of the bag you're mm-hmm. not getting like quite as good of flavor yeah i think i noticed that I yeah don't know. I'll I'll pay attention now. It's I mean it's subtle, but but um but yeah, it's something that I've been been thinking about messing around. You can with get those little those little grinders that just do. Yeah, I don't want that. That's you that, want the big boy. I want a not. Yeah, I want, if I'm if I'm going if I'm going grinder, I'm going decent grinder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about something in like the hundred dollar range. Okay. You can do those little small ones like that. Yeah. But they grind very little amounts of coffee, and they're known for making a mess. Ooh. Yeah. We can't have that. And I, yeah, that's not that's not what I want. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, keep us updated. Yeah, I will. I'll let I'll let you know what happens with with all that. In the meantime, um, I do suggest the coffee from Partners. It's very good. Uh, we're talking coffee. Let's talk food, Phil. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for lunch today? Damn, <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> because I think I have an opportunity here. And I don't, I don't get to do this often, but I might, I might be, I might be hitting up a little fast food joint for lunch today. What is that called? And I think I might go Chick Fil A. Oh, I've heard of that little place. And I'm not, a, I'm not like. So my question is, is really like, I like Chick Fil A. Think it's, it's a lot of people's favorite. A lot yeah. of people really like their Chick Fil A. That's like one of their go to fast food restaurants. Uh-huh. Some people even elevate it into like the Chipotle range. Uh-huh. A fast casual. Ooh. I don't really go to Chick Fil A all that much, but it is it's quite special when I do. Yeah, I love fast food. I don't go fast food all that much, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I think I have. We've been doing this for quite some time now. I'm a big McDonald's boy. What? I think 
I don't think maybe you have. We need to go back in the archives. I feel like so, I would remember that. As as they say over on Circling Back, pull the tape. Um, yeah. What what is your order at McDonald's? So I'm a huge I, and like I'm I'm telling you like my fast food I maybe go once a month. That's right. I do recall this. You said there's a once a month McDonald's run. And it but it's been, that seems it's excessive. Been, it, <laughs> well, it's been several now. I don't remember the last time Good. that I had McDonald's, but that is my favorite. Like, you know, that's my favorite indulgence. Man, what an American in the fast food realm. What do you get? So I get a six-piece Nuggets meal <laughs> with sweet and sour, mm-hmm. and then I get a double cheeseburger plain on the side. Okay. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want all that frou-frou ketchup and mustard and pickles <laughs> and onions on that thing. <laughs> All I want to taste is that weird, that beautiful weird, that beauti- ground, that beautiful weird patty, and whatever that, that, that and whatever they use for the cheese is. <laughs> it's such a unique flavor profile on those burgers, on those little you know double cheeseburgers, or even the singles. If if that's your bag, you know I don't even cons- I don't. It's not. It's like it's completely separate to me from like burgers. Like I don't like like if I want a burger. I'm not going to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. McDonald's is literally like its own thing to me. Like I, I don't get a craving for a burger and I and say let's do McDonald's. I get okay. a craving for McDonald's. Yes, and I say let me go get my McDonald's chicken nuggets, fries, mm-hmm. double cheeseburger, the whole shebang. It's an experience. It's an experience. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, known for their uh, experiences. <laughs> was a millennial, I, you know, I value experiences above all. Yes. So right. So that's. You know that's that's what I've got going, but um, but today I think I might go Chick Fil A because it's been a really long time since I had Chick Fil A, and I'm I've just got a craving for those waffle fries. Do you get them extra crispy? It's a pro move. I I didn't even know that you could do that, mm-hmm. but that's now I'm now I'm definitely going to do this, and I'm going to go extra crispy. I yeah. love extra crispy. Big T-shirt, Matt taught me that. Okay, all right. Uh, I love Chick Fil A, and would my, you say that's your number one for fast food? Uh-huh. No. I would say P. Terry's, the local Austin joint, is my, okay. my number one. Um, See, I'm surprised, though, when people love P. Terry's but don't like McDonald's. It's just because I don't want to go to McDonald's. They're very similar And I haven't had me. it in, in I, a decade, I, I can P. assure P. Terry's, I, I guess, feels a little – it does feel a little fresher. It feels a little bit more kind of classic, old-school, kind of short-order burger. Whereas, like I said with McDonald's, I don't know what – that flavor is with that with that <laughs> bun loaded up with preservatives and a fake cheese and a weird patty but oh my god i love it I, <laughs> man p terry's all right look you can it's typically most of their their locations are you can see everything that's going on in the kitchen yeah um a lot of glass mm-hmm. mcdonald's you don't know what the hell's going on back there <laughs> and i don't like that and um, those nuggets, that's that's the scary part. I'm not worried about you and the burger. I'm worried about your nugs. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't I don't buy into the the propaganda machine you that shows you all the uh, the goo, <laughs> all the pink goo. That is just something that is being told to you uh-huh. by the lamestream media. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is killing me. <laughs> they use real white meat chicken. Sure, they've told me that. In press releases, mm-hmm. and that that sir is is good enough for me. Okay, yeah. Well, they have a hell of a price tag on those those real beautiful white meat chicken nuggets. 
do you mean that they can are... you get like 30 of them for like 50 cents no no that's okay look this is the other thing the mcdonald's chicken nuggets they're not they're not that cheap <laughs> tell me like a full order and what you're gonna be paying your 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 burger okay. your fries your okay so six piece nugget meal okay which comes with the fries and a medium soft drink mm-hmm. i'm not a soda boy Mm-hmm. But that that is a different era of my life. Another yeah. thing that I've talked about. But since I get the meal, I get a soda now too. It's part of the experience. Okay. So I'll usually get a Dr Pepper. Yeah. And then these days I'm drinking like four or five sips out of that. Thing, yeah. You know. Um, and then I add on the burger, and I'm usually at about uh, it, at one point in time this meal altogether cost me exactly six dollars and sixty six cents. Stands Ooh. out in my my memory because Yikes. you know how could it not. Um, these days, I think that that all told, all in, that's closer to eight or nine dollars. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. P. Terry's we got out of there for I think twelve bucks, two burgs, two fries. That's it. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh huh. Yeah, twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars, something yeah. in there. And you know, I, I to me the true test is what do you feel like about fifteen minutes after you've consumed that? Not good. Not good. It's it's Pete Terry's. I felt fine. It's less it's less of a of a bad feeling and more of an <laughs> unfulfilled one. It's not like I feel physically ill or crappy. Okay, it's that I have a small amount of regret. <laughs> <laughs> there's an emotional toll. There's, an, there's a small emotional. There better toll. be. And I'm also like kind of hungry again an hour later. Ah, it does not. It it it. There's no sustenance. It does not sustain the body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your your muscles and you know your your brain. It's not pulling the nutrients that it needs from from this type of meal. I see. Yeah. Now I, I I'll, I'll 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 just I don't know what Chick Fil A is going to do to me today. You know I feel like there's I feel like there's a little bit more nutritional value in those meals, but you know the, it also you're dealing with like a fried chicken there type thing and that's going to leave you with that kind of like that greasiness hangover have you had uh their grilled nugs no they're good yeah mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i can't i'm not wasting time with yeah that, you're though. going all in i got yeah who's yeah. i'm going to chick-fil-a and order you know if i was a regular chick-fil-a customer if i was going once a week uh-huh definitely i'd experience experiment with salads and the grilled nugs and the and all sorts of other options but like if I'm hitting Chick Fil A three times a year, like I gotta, I gotta, gotta make it worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you recall Tanner that used to work at um... Tanner Lannister? No, <laughs> Tanner that used to work at uh, Squire Shop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is a guy we know from Georgia. He was a Chick Fil A gold card uh, carrying member. <laughs> what does that which mean? Which I don't know what the hell that means, but you know, every uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys that. Diehard Chick Fil A has had everything on the menu, but he he always went back to the nugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Once you get to that gold card status, though, we need to have a, a discussion. What was a gold card status member's choice of sauce there? I don't know. No, do not recall. What's your sauce? I I, I historically I've always been Polynesian Ranch combo. I like one of each. Okay. But more recently, I've just been going with something like a little bit more classic, like even just like the Chick-fil-A sauce mm. or something like that, or even ketchup, you know, because I've got the ketchup out for the fries anyway. 
Yeah. Ah, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I'm. What's have a sauce strikes my fancy? Man, what a start Later to the show! We've gone through my broken ribs <laughs> and into fast food. Yeah. What's next, Barrett? Um, next is we we're gonna hear from a sponsor. How about that? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So these fast food restaurants they've been reopened. That's basically curbside service anyway. But the rest of the reopening, it's kind of happening right now. Some of it is still right around the corner. But, uh, I mean, fellas, you're about to be back out there, you know, go maybe going to restaurants, sitting outside on patios, maybe having a drink at an outdoor bar, maybe meeting a lady. I, I don't know. But there's a good chance that no one's seen your balls in a few months. So do not ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball throat. Nobody wants to see that. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Of course you wouldn't. That is why Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I mean, you know, the, the, you can do whatever you want down there, but you got to keep it clean. You got to keep it trimmed up. That is, that's, that's just, that, that is aesthetically pleasing for everybody. And look, man, that's just, uh, that's just facts. Here's what Manscaped has. They've got the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. This thing has a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. That means your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for that post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit. That comes with that new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. You're also going to get a travel bag and Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, which are beautiful little grooming essentials, Mm -hmm. spritzes and sprays to just keep the whole thing as fresh as it can possibly be, Phil. I mean, this is this is fun stuff to talk about, but really there's just there's nothing like having a having a great having a great downstairs experience, am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Crop preserver is anti chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your leg. Crop reviver is a spray on toner for those testes. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give those things quite the boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill delivered to the door every three months, making sure that trimmer stays fresh and clean. Guys, the light is at the end of the tunnel. You're about to be back out there. Treat yourself for making it through quarantine with one of these great products from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CLUBCOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBCOOL, all one word, at manscaped.com. One more time, that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Your first date will thank you. Okay, Phil. Um, what do we have on the, uh, on the menu today? We are going to talk about wedding rings. That's our first topic. Mm. We've talked about this before a little bit, but it's it's the it, we, there are some kind of common questions that always get pitched to us, get thrown our way, and it's nice to do a little refresher course every once in a while. Maybe something new is out there. Maybe maybe the game has changed. Maybe there's you know just stuff that we don't even know about yet. So <clears throat> it's nice to readdress some of these questions. One of them that we got again recently is about wedding rings. How do you make them cool? Can you do what, what are what are options beyond 
the classic gold and silver band. And we can start with with the one that you have and wear because it's one that I really, really like. Um, and it is a, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's a Cartier Love Band. Yeah, correct. So that's, the, that's the name. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that you know what this looks like and and you didn't even know that you did. But um, the Cartier Love Collection, it's very popular. It's a very um, recognizable look. And it is a gold or silver or platinum band that has what looks to be like these little screws in the band throughout. Mm-hmm. They, it looks like you could put a Phillips head screwdriver in the top of one. And a flathead screwdriver. A flathead, excuse me, thank you. And tighten it or loosen it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the big bangles, the bracelets, they're very expensive. Uh, you've probably seen them on bloggers and influencers before. Uh, turns out they make men's wedding bands, <laughs> which gets you that that look only in a much smaller and more subtle package and at not quite the same uh, wild price tag. Correct. So that that to me is that that's my first recommendation because you get something unique, you get something different, you get something fashiony, but all still while keeping it like very simple, very classic, something that's never really going to be dated or out of style either. Right, and that's <clears throat> exactly my thought process when I um, picked this little guy. By the way, I have really thin fingers. <laughs> And I have big knuckles, so um, it kind of floats around there. But um, my the, the my dad has a ring very similar to this that is, you know, obviously much older. That is just a flat, not rounded gold band, mm-hmm. and um, I really like that. I think it's classic. Um, just personal preference here. Like there is no, you know, right or wrong answer. But to me. Um, Gold, I think, will stand the test of time more. I mean, my dad's is, you know, almost 50 years old, and uh, it still looks great. And uh, Gold seems to be, just as far as the color, as far as the, the, the metal, gold, I think, yeah. is a very, very safe very safe choice. It's mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, something, there's, something about, there's something about the gold that I just, I don't know. There's, it, it's a little less... It's just very classic. Yeah, it's really and 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 you know for a while I think platinum kind of had it had a run there. Yeah, but all the while gold just stays stays true. It's very very timeless. It looks awesome. It always does. So yeah, uh, and the <clears throat> one a trend that I think is still going on, I guess, with men's wedding bands is that that black band. Yeah, which, which comes great. in all different shapes and sizes and materials. Yes, and um, I feel like that's like when a guy chooses that or or whatever. Most guys are going to say this right here. I don't give a shit. Whatever, just give me. I don't care. Whatever, <laughs> it's just a ring. Sure, I don't want to wear. It. Yeah, you do. In the back <laughs> of your head, you care. It's going to be on your finger for presumably the rest of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Take some time, you know. Take some time and and think about what the what you want to put on there. And uh, the I you know I've heard the argument that those 
some of these like disposable rings that guys will get mm-hmm. because they're very active and lose stuff constantly. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. But what, just you know, get something that fits snug and that you like that is durable and take care of it. I take this thing off when I go to the gym because this is one thing about this eighteen karat, and so it will mark if you yeah, get like up. Yeah. metal on it mm-hmm. or or something. So something to consider. Um, yeah, I mean, ju- to speak to that, like if you are if you're golfing three times a week, or if you're in the gym every day, or if you are afraid that you're constantly losing stuff, and so you go with one of those black plat- rubber rings or whatever they're yeah. made of, mm-hmm. if, if you go with that with that kind of um, replaceable style, I-, I would almost think of that as like your as like a watch in a way, mm-hmm. where this is like your daily beater. There's nothing wrong with having something to put on for, you know, an occasion ring, basically. Yeah. Like when you put on a suit, when you have a big meeting, when mm-hmm. you're going to, uh, a, you know, another black tie event, be it a gala or a, somebody else's wedding or a New Year's Eve party or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, if that's your bag with the with the replaceable, very, you know, just kind of utilitarian ring. You can still have something nice, it would seem, to throw on for for nicer occasions. Yeah, it could be just a placeholder for sure day to day, like you said, the beater, and then have something a bit nicer. Now, are we going to get into women's um, rings? I mean, we definitely can, because that's like an endless conversation. Let, let me ask you quick. Uh, uh, still, just going back to to the men's real quick, and then we can we can have a, a chat about women's. Um, I mean. I'm pretty sure everybody wants to hear two dudes talk about women's wedding rings. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about signet, like a signet ring as a wedding ring? What is, is that? It, is this something like like typically you see him on a pinky? Oh, no. Something like with like you know, it's basically got it comes to a, it's got like a taper. It comes to maybe like a flat spot on the top. Or with some type of crest or gemstone so, in there, <clears throat> like my grandfather had one as his wedding band, mm-hmm. and that thing had a three carat diamond inlaid in it, and you couldn't tell though because it came up and was flat on the top. Uh-huh. You, the, it was like a glacier, like so. The, right. The the meat of the diamond you couldn't see. Couldn't even see it. Yeah, <laughs> I had no clue until after he was gone. Uh huh. Um. So. I think that that <laughs> they have their place, um, but that can get out of hand pretty quickly. I don't know. I just my, personally, I can't imagine wearing anything with a stone in it. Um, that kind of goes back to like those 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 graduation rings that you can opt for, like the ones that are encrusted in in crystals and diamonds and all that stuff. <clears throat> those always kind of like just punch you in the face when you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, I, I think that, I think it's an interesting look. I, I think signet rings are something that we've kind of talked about before, just rings in general, kind of whether you're a ring guy or not, uh, outside of, of your, your marital band here. Um, re- on one of the recent seasons of Great British Bake Off that I was watching, one of the, uh, one of the star bakers was this Indian guy named Rahul. And I, he had several rings on, one of which was his wedding ring that, like, basically was a gold band that came to, like, a jade stone mm-hmm. in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also had a couple that were kind of in that vein of, like, signet rings with that had, like, 
uh, you know, some type of precious gem in them or a jade yeah. or, or something like that. And I mean, it looks, it looks cool. Uh, I also noticed, I, I thought it was an interesting uh, accessory, but in Outer Banks, the show that I've told you about, mm-hmm. we talked, I told you about how there's like kooks and pogues and the kooks are like the, you know, the kind of waspy rich kids, mm-hmm. right? Wearing Vineyard Vines and Johnny O and Southern Tide and like all those types of brands. Mm-hmm. Well, one of like the main guys who's like, you know, the real sociopath here is, as we're moving towards the end of the season. I noticed that he's got on, you know, he's supposed to be like ultra preppy, right? Like ultra North Carolina wealth. And so he's got on all these, uh, you know, all those, all that kind of, that garb, mm-hmm. all that that preppy Southern look. And he's wearing, a, I, I noticed that he's wearing a gold signet ring, hmm. which I thought was, I don't, I. Like a pinky ring. Yeah. I, I never kind of really put those, those two things seem kind of different to me. Yeah. Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I've seen um, some guys that that wear the the family crest ring. Sure, quite a bit. Yeah, that would fall in that category. Uh, Other but, than that, I don't know. The pinky ring to me is uh, that's like another era. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, I I couldn't pull that off, and I can't see anyone pulling that off. <laughs> the pinky ring just doesn't do it for me. No, no. I'd rather see somebody wear a ring. Like some guys will wear a ring around uh, a necklace, uh-huh. you know, because they don't want anything on their hands, which I totally get. I think that's a look. Okay, but for me, the pinky ring I would skip. So no pinky rings. For no, you. but not. But now I'm just talking about that style of yeah, yeah. signet ring right. as a wedding band, which I think is. Yeah, an option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like you said, I've seen dudes with uh, with with diamonds on yeah. their rings before. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I think the word that I'm going to use here, I'm going to pull from True Detective season two. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever heard this word. It is a real word. Uh, loosh, loosh, loosh. That was the worst season of True Detective, <laughs> and I uh, man, I couldn't even finish it. Uh, and and the the straight up dictionary definition of that word is disreputable or sordid, in a rakish or appealing way. Mm-hmm. So that's just straight up. That's the that's the definition. But but I and disreputable and sordid obviously have negative connotations. But then they're immediately juxtaposed by rakish and appealing, which are you know very stylish and and kind of cool and mm-hmm. like a, a devil may care way, right? Mm-hmm. So and. That's the vibe that I get from like a guy with like a diamonds in his wedding ring. It's kind of like it, it. It's just got like a like may, like maybe you're in waste management and maybe it's a front type thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's just it's kind of it's cool, it's appealing, but it does have that weird kind of like hmm. Wonder what this guy's into type thing. Yeah, it, it only if to me like. The pinky ring, I automatically think of somebody in waste management, somebody like with mob ties, <laughs> or you're you're doing like the pinstripe suit with the the white collar and like blue pinstripe button down, mm-hmm. like a Gordon Gecko type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you can do it in another way, like I would, ass- I don't even remember when that came up on True Detective, but. <clears throat> A little bit rougher around the edges, not so polished. Then, yeah. Um, 
here's another suggestion, and this is kind of going back to Phil's uh, Cartier choice here. All the brands that you that you're that you might be familiar with for women's jewelry, a lot of them, like Cartier, make some really really interesting men's stuff as mm-hmm. well. So I just pulled up David Yerman's right. website. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some awesome rings that are all suitable as your wedding band, and I mean they have everything from the price range is is wide. So I'm looked at a I'm looking at one called a torqued. A torqued faceted band in black titanium that's under a thousand dollars. Others, which have eighteen karat white gold and diamonds and all sorts of kind of crazy inlays and stuff, can range anywhere from a thousand to five thousand. Um, but there's all sorts of interesting things here. There's here's a, a, a David Yerman signet ring for four seventy five. Like uh, there, there, there's a wide range here. And Yerman for men, especially, doesn't carry like the same, you know, I think of Yerman, I think of the the classic Yerman bracelets that like every girl wanted when I was a freshman in college, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, and it's got that, you kind of have that tie. Yeah. But the Yerman's men, the Yerman men's line really has no such connotation because mm-hmm. it's, it, it didn't become like a ubiquitous trend at some point in our lives. So I'm, I'm actually looking through these and there's a bunch of dope rings, man. Yeah. Um, and like I said. Everything from cool signet rings with crazy cool exotic stones to like a straight up skull ring that it has like a bunch, of, a bunch of rubies and diamonds inlaid in it. Now you're talking. Obviously, there's stuff like the Cartier Love Band. Tiffany has a wide, uh, a, a very wide ranging men's selection as well. So kind of like some of the, uh, those brands that you think of as like as female jewelry brands, mm-hmm. but the the upper echelon, they offer stuff for men as well, especially for for wedding ring this type of this type of uh accessory that they know that men across stylistic ranges will wear uh they they've got stuff and uh a lot of times the prices are are kind of surprisingly attainable yeah so yeah as long as there's if if you can avoid the stone then it will be much more attainable the stone is where it gets pricey but yeah like here's another sterling if you if you like silver there's a chevron band which is a uh, it's sterling silver, but it's got like it's carved in these chevrons, so it's got texture and dynamic to it. Three ninety five. So um, yeah, there's a lot to play around with. Just uh, but, and I think we've named a lot of good places to start. What's what's your take on on uh, the female rings? Um, this is just my personal take, obviously, but I think the that less is more, and to when I went into it, I was looking for like the. <clears throat> Thankfully, Ashley could care less about how big a ring she had, or even if she had one. So that's great. But I would look for the highest quality stone if you're going to get a stone that you can get regard and and get the 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 size out of your mind and look for quality over, I guess, quantity of carrots. Mm-hmm. Um. And I would definitely avoid stuff like Blue Nile, which is an online retailer for stones that kind of markets themselves as like the alternative, and you you avoid the middleman and you get a better deal. I just don't. Sure. I don't trust yeah. that. Yeah. Um, take the time, go talk to the jeweler, and 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 see it in person. I've heard that women are totally fine with cubic zirconia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy that at Love Field in the airport. <laughs> 
Um, what, what I, I, yeah, I, I think you kind of nailed it. That's quality over, over sheer size. I'm typically drawn to, to more, um, to the more reserved rings that are like a more natural, simple band that really showcase the rock. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I also think it's, I also think it's really cool when women have uh, engagement or wedding rings that don't feature a diamond, that feature another stone, whether it's like a canary or a, or an emerald or a ruby or a black diamond or anything like that. I always think that's kind of like... That's what I was about to say. I, I have some friends that have... Um, Sapphire stones mm-hmm. that are beautiful. Yeah. I think that's a great route to go. Yeah. Um, or an emerald. Um, yeah, you know, play around with it and see. But, you know, I'm actually thinking, you know, we're five-year anniversary coming up that I want to get. Like, so Ashley's ring is, the band is, I think it's white gold. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, and she's mentioned it now, you know, I, <laughs> I did, you know, you don't really consult with your girlfriend, I didn't about what type of ring because then that to me it just kind of strips away. You gotta you gotta tiptoe around it and see okay, okay. you know questions without sitting down and being like okay, <laughs> you know yeah, what size yeah. what all that kind of thing. I just think that <laughs> takes all the fun out of it. And then at that point, what's you know anyway, I th- I would like to replace the band with something that is gold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a good look. Okay. Something that's gold and even vintage. If you can find a vintage ring, yeah. man, those are beautiful. A lot of them are. For uh for the guys out there that that maybe have this around the corner and you are tiptoeing around it, I have one one thing that you can do. It might work, it might not. Your girlfriend probably has a Pinterest. Find her Pinterest. And if you guys are nearing this territory, there is a less than zero chance that she has created a Pinterest board that has examples of the type of ring that she wants and she has made this board public so that you can find if it. If you were to dig, you'd if find you it. If you were to dig, you'd Interesting. find it. Interesting. <laughs> or just just tiptoe around it. Find yeah, out. Yeah. Ask questions that aren't really direct. Yeah. Indirect questions. Yes. Um, okay. I, man, I think we covered it. Wow. Case closed, guys. <laughs> we're going to take another quick break to hear from a sponsor and then we're going to be back and we are going to, uh, well, we're going to wrap up our last dance talk. I- I'm assuming you've finished. Yeah. And by doing so, we're going to talk about what in our minds are the best Jordan models ever. But first, quick break. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, Remember the days when you were always ready to go, no matter what, any time, anywhere, any day? Well, you know, you lose some of that. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't even have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. 
Everything is made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, too. No awkwardness, and you don't even have to leave the house. Right now, we've got a special deal for the cool kids out there. For our listeners, if you visit BlueChew.com, you can get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, Club Cool. All you're going to have to do is pay $5 for shipping. Once again, that is B-L-U-E-Chew.com with the promo code Club Cool to try it for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. We're very thankful for Blue Chew sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you're helping make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use our promo code Club Cool at BlueChew.com. Okay, Phil, you wrapped up Last Dance. You finished it. Mm -hmm. First question, how cool was the Leonardo DiCaprio cameo? (laughs) Yeah. Was that that insane? Uh Uh-huh. One of the all-time NBA games and, like, like, historical, and Leo had the presence of mind to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Salt Lake City for that. Right. Dude. And he, this was, he was just off of, Mike had just watched Man in the Iron Mask, so this is like Leo, <laughs> height of, cele- well, I mean, he never really came down off this, off this peak, but like, people are still riding high from Titanic, is the point, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. this guy is the hottest young star in the world, and he's at the game, talking to Mike backstage, or at, in the locker room, like, I, I, that just, that... That was so incredible to me. I got such a kick out of that. Um, side note: Have you seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yes, I have, but it's been it's been it's been quite a long time. Great, great yeah. performance by Leo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> can't believe he was back there. That was incredible. But yeah. like, that just is another layer that is, it just blows my mind about Michael. Just it kind of gives you a peek into everything that. Not necessarily that he had to do as because he's Michael Jordan, but everything that just gets thrown at him. You think he's not going to? He's obligated to say hello to anybody that's of importance that wants to say hello. Yeah, and he is. Uh, everybody, you know, on the team portrays him as being so stern and kind of a bully and not pleasant to be around at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it takes a lot for somebody at that celebrity to to be okay with being very pleasant to the media and doing what is asked of him it appears for the most part um outside of you know sure. playing basketball but uh, no that it's a good point like he really he he never and and I mean I, like we're talking about the 10 series the 10 part documentary here but from my memory and from looking back, he almost never loses his cool with the media. Like, he's so patient with them. Right. The only time that we saw it is when the gambling comes up. Yeah. And he's still young then. This is prior to his first departure, his first retirement, when he's kind of like, you can tell that he's bristling at the fact that people are saying all this nasty, negative stuff about him, about how much gambling trouble he may or may not have been in and, like, what type of shady shit that he's been up to. And he does that one interview where he like has the sunglasses on the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's like the one moment where you see him kind of like really just lose it. Yeah. And then after that, man, he is patient with them. God, he just answers all. And he seems to be friends with these guys too. Like it was really, he, even when he's like quote losing it, he's not like screaming and yelling and throwing shit and 
you know, telling people to get out of his face or pushing through. Sure. Um, you know, now transplant that level of fame to today when there's social media involved mm-hmm. and there's even more pressure and more angles that people can attack you with. I think that personally I would lose it. Yeah. That he didn't have to deal with a lot of that. You know, there was, you know, plenty of outlets that could take hits on you. But when you add on top of that, the layers of social media and everybody pulling at you, I think that it's, um, I think that he would be less pleasant if he was that level of celebrity today. Yeah, which I think... Which he still is, which, honestly. Which served... But I think that also serves as just a... I think by saying that, we're also saying something about how good LeBron has been yeah. at all at managing all of this as well, mm-hmm. really. Because yeah. I don't know that LeBron is the kind of like transcendent icon that Mike was in the late 90s, you know? It, it, to some degree, the presence of social media almost makes that impossible because there is the more daily access, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's like, the, you, you you do peel back some of those layers of mystique. It's not as, it's, it's almost like not even possible to reach just like that, like almost God level mythology, which is, is kind of only attainable in the first place because people aren't involved in your life every single day. Mm-hmm. You are a bit of an enigma. And we don't get that with LeBron. We see him on social media all the time, whether he's working out or drinking wine with Dwayne Wade or yelling Taco Tuesday with his family. Like, we have access into LeBron's life. So he, it makes him more human. It brings him down to earth a little bit. But at the same time, he is a world-famous celebrity that does transcend the game of basketball and he and is peppered with media at all times and deals with the social media aspect of things. So uh, he's obviously made some slip-ups here and there uh, as any as literally anybody would, but I do think that that's like a you know, uh, it's it's a it's a feather in his cap that he has been able to deal with his level of fame as well as he has as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um yeah, any other notes before we jump into uh, to the shoes? I wish there was more episodes. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see them cover him at the, with the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can do uh, part two, the yeah. last, last dance. Uh-huh. Um, it, so to talk about the shoes, they were featured in the documentary quite a bit, too. Uh, it was quite, quite something. I was just overjoyed in the game where he comes back to Madison Square Garden and wears the red and black Chicago Man, ones. that was awesome. Which he says are like the most uncomfortable yeah. shoes he's ever worn. <laughs> they look like it too. And um, But he still drops like 55 or whatever. Uh, or maybe it was more than that. So maybe it was 65. I can't remember. But that was a lot of fun. Obviously seeing the Concord 11s in action is incredible. Um, it's just really – it's amazing. It, what they did, what Jordan and Nike did, as far as branding goes, and as far as tying those two things together, that that is truly, it's just truly amazing. And mm-hmm. it's amazing that it's, it still carries on today and that the Jordan 1 is arguably uh, the, the most sought-after silhouette model today in 2020. And it came out 
35 years ago. Good God. Like that is just, that's, that's pretty, that's just shocking. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, I didn't realize how hideous the twos are. Yeah. The, the twos get overlooked. Who they're, they, I don't think they're that bad. They're just not great. They don't do, they don't do much. I don't like those. No. So, um, yeah, let's talk, let's let's uh, let's jump in. Let's talk about what you think are, are what. Give me your give me yeah. your. You can start from number five, or or just start with your all time favorite. What do you think? All time is- favorite. This is so lame, but it's the ones. Mm-hmm. I just like looking at this chart. They do still. They appeal to me the most. Yeah. Uh, because they really do have the least amount of like accessorizing and and you know too much going on with a lot of these. Yeah. Love the ones. Um, I don't think I ever owned a pair of ones, but I did have the threes, the fours, the fives, the sixes. Wow. And the sevens. Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's where it ended for me. I'm, I want to say that I had the 11s, or I, I definitely remember the hype around the 11s. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first time I'd seen patent leather on something like that. And I yes. was like, whoa, what the hell is that about? Uh-huh. Uh, let me tell you the ones I hate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the twos. Um, my least favorite of all of these, I think, is the fifteens with that that uh <laughs> the 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 opening around the 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 ankle is that like flat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> those are weird. Whoa, those are terrible. And then it gets into like two thousand ten with that hole in the in the side. Looks like somebody like shot a hole through the side of the shoe. So the <laughs> that's terrible. I actually there, I remember those because that was um, Dwayne Wade wore those. Mm. He had a stint with Jordan Brand where he was kind of like the guy, the on court guy that yeah. was wearing the new Jordans. Um, and which, by the way, I don't even know who that is right now. Maybe Jason Tatum on the Celtics, but I don't know that Jordan Brand has somebody wearing because you know they're still coming out with a new Jordan every year. Yeah. Uh, they're on. They're on something like number thirty-five now, or thirty-six, or something crazy like that. Um, but uh, so I remember specifically that it was it was D Wade that was wearing those ones with the hole in them. I don't hate those as much. Ugh. I know that they are an unfavorable model, but um, well, what's your favorite? So my favorite is the one-two, which mm-hmm. is again boring. And and when I say favorite, I mean my favorite today. And I mean, and, and, and what's factoring into that is is certainly wearability. Mm-hmm. And the Jordan One has achieved a presence that, like, is almost like a Converse Chuck Seventy All Star, like a, it's almost like a like a high top Converse yeah. in a way that it is. It can be paired with almost anything, and it 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 is. Although it was once a basketball shoe, it is now a it's a lifestyle shoe to me. And you you see like it is it's a global phenomenon. People wear them all over the world. You can wear them with athletic performancey stuff. You can wear them, you can pair them with with some capital and some visfum or some baggy pants. You can wear them with workwear, you can wear them with like John Elliott and and I made uh, Leon Dore. Like there's just no limit to how these things can be styled and worn and it's just it's it it that's what embodies like the jordan one that that's what makes it what it is um it's also 
it also changed the game. It changed Nike. It changed Jordan. It changed basketball shoes. So it, there's just there's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next two in my top three are fours and elevens. And I've spoken to the eleven before. The Jordan Concord is arguably like the most singular basketball shoe to me. You know, uh, when I think of like just like the all time greatest single basketball shoe, that is probably the Jordan Eleven Concord. Mm-hmm. The patent leather was mind bending when it came out. I will never forget how badly I wanted these. Um, and as I've said on the pod before. Uh, my mom wouldn't let me get them. She said they were the patent leather was too gaudy. <laughs> she had a point. She had a point. And the the funny back half of that story is, and you saw these in Last Dance too. But to she wouldn't let me get those. And the next shoes that I wanted were the Pippin, the Air More Up Tempos, which had the massive Air on the side. Oh man, those were Pippin shoes. Those were Pippins. Man, those are bad. Um, which I loved. And were maybe my favorite childhood shoe uh-huh. of all time. And that was like what I got next instead of the elevens. You for you you didn't have the, the patent leather, but you had the massive lettering. Yes. <laughs> equally as Even ga- more. equally as gaudy, yeah. I, I think you could argue. Um I did when these Concords most recently retroed, I got a pair. Could not figure out how to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was te- yeah. it was very tempting to keep these just as like a it's like a nostalgic you know keepsake of sorts i didn't i ended up selling them um you know i, I wanted them to, to to have a nice life with somebody that would actually get mm-hmm. somewhere out a, of forever home. a forever home a forever yeah a good forever home they they're just that patent leather it, it's man it just makes them difficult to wear you look yeah. you look down and it really does look like you've got spats on so they they they're beautiful on court. Whenever I see photos of of MJ wearing them, it's just like it's so awesome. And I know, and they are very very popular to be worn with with whatever. Yeah. But they're just the white and black is so stark. There's a cool gray combo of these coming out later this year. Like it's on my radar. Like I love the Elevens, but they're very basketbally to me. This is the first thing I remembered. Uh, well. I just remember when I was a kid seeing on the news other kids in Beaumont on the local news getting robbed for these. Yeah, yeah. Consistently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the fours uh, kind of round out my top three. The bread fours are, again, oh, yeah. just like all-time classics. I think – I don't know if it was the fours, but it <laughs> – um, I'll have you know that I, I was a starter on JV basketball. Oh, hell yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. So – when I was running the point, <laughs> I cared less about the game and more about the shoes. Uh-huh. And so went and bought the most obnoxious pair of Jordans. They were the – I want to say that they were like a a new take on the four because it was it had those waffle lace holders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and But it was all white with chrome oh, yeah, yeah. lace holder waffle things. Yeah, yeah. That was and probably they were obnoxious. That was probably a re, a release of a four and yeah. and some updated colorway. Man, I thought I was so fly. The recent fours that have been coming out are like an all white base that have colored kind of like chrome looking 
versions of those. Uh-huh. So the green ones just came out, red ones are up next. There's like a purple and orange pair as well, but it's like an entirely white four with just like that metallic looking colored mm-hmm. uh yeah, the 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 grid, the little grid yeah. plastic <laughs> lace piece. But but uh fours are up here for me as well. Uh it, it introduced the air bubble onto the Jordan and they are again like a like still they have now become a style, a lifestyle shoe that is pretty easily wearable with a with a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know people like threes a lot. Threes are too chunky to me. Yeah, they're huge. Uh, the pe- like the 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 original kind of this introduced like the elephant pattern, that textured those textured pieces of leather. Uh, people swear by threes. I know that's a lot of people. A lot of people have threes in their in their favorites. Uh, they they don't do they don't do as much for me. They're really not that much different than the twos. They're they're a little too bulky. They're a little too just kind of like flat-footed or something i'm not sure um but i I don't like those as much as as some do uh i recently i have started coming around on the sixes a little bit yeah probably helps that the uh that like the travis used used a a six to put out that olive green version which i thought was really really cool Mm -hmm. uh the the hairs finally came out today the bugs bunny inspired ones which are a nice white and gray color combo with some red and green detailing. I think those look awesome. And uh they're 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 just a great like a retro basketball shoe without being quite so 90s looking like the 7s are. Mm-hmm. Cuz the 7s real and then the 8s, <laughs> the 7s and the 8s really have that like they feel very frozen in time as far as like 90s vibes. Go. Yeah, I like the 7s. The 8s are there are a lot. The eights started getting strappy. Yeah. Which just very, very, like, you know, I can't get uh-huh. 90s out of my head with those. But, yeah, the, the, to me, those are those are the best. Those are uh, – I've kind of mentioned all my favorites. 12s, are, 12s and 13s are cool, but, again, they don't – I like looking at them. Not sure how I would ever wear either pair, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 14s – are the Ferrari ones. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, again, like, that's a tinker design, and I love the inspiration. I love the, you know, the take on fast cars and Ferraris. They pulled from Jordan's own collection of cars, which is, you know, great story. Again, it's just, it's like a, it's it's a basketball shoe, mm-hmm. which is always, and that that's why some of those earlier models, like ones and fours, are so cool, is because, they started as basketball shoes. Today, they're just their sneakers mm-hmm. that everybody loves and collects. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. Mm, those fifteens are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Tinker design too. Ironically, well, you blew I mean, a it's, Tinker. It's cr- it, It's something. It's something. You know, it's innovative. Yeah, it's just really weird. What do you think about the sixteens? 16s. It's like the monk strap. Yeah. Again, um, 16s is where they really started just kind of losing everything. <laughs> they just really started 16 throwing stuff at the wall. Through 19, 20 is 19, bad. 19s have that weird, uh, that huge mesh piece over the vamp. Not good. Which are weird. 
Yeah, 20s have like the floating ankle strap. Yeah, they, they, they've really, they've they, done some. They've come a long way. They've done some crazy stuff mm-hmm. over the over the recent years, none of which has been, they have never managed to really recapture the magic. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. So. All right, man. Any further thoughts? Last Dance, Jordans. Uh, no, loved it. Loved every minute of it. It really was. It was uh, as as we're we're as we're sorting through twenty twenty, trying to find some of the good things that have come out of it. Uh, I would say the recent Supreme Court decision, and um, the Last Dance. Yeah, are the two things that come to mind so far. Somebody needs to get <laughs> Ro- Robin needs to get on the horn with his boy in North Korea. He's blowing shit up. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I love that they're friends. That's ridiculous. All right, well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Then, Phil, I'm off to uh, I'm off to get some Chick Fil A. I think here, man. Congrats on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please keep us posted on your next McDonald's run. I'd like to document. You that. want like a full just document, like you know, live. Absolutely. Should I go live for for my next McDonald's yeah. run? Okay. From the ordering process all the way through, an hour after you've consumed the meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned to uh, to us on Instagram at pbatag at Barrett Dudley at Club Cool Pod, and uh, maybe you can catch me going live. You can support the podcast, obviously, by uh, by hitting up our great sponsors today, Blue Chew and Manscaped. They both are using the same code there with Club Cool. You can also support the podcast directly, patreon.com slash club cool. It's only $2 a month. At the very least, you will get a great editorial from us once a month about our favorite stuff floating around on the internet to uh, to add to your homewares or to your wardrobe. Um, speaking of Jordans, I do get I, I, – the Jordans are 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 a big presence in the sneaker game, and as such, some of you guys that are kind of like getting into the sneakers, I do get questions about how how to wear Jordans, specifically ones, uh, very frequently. So again, stay tuned to the Instagram. I'm going to figure out a way. I might do something on Patreon. I might might just put it on the gram, but I'll try to put together a, a, some visual representation of of how I think are the easiest and best ways to to wear ones um there are a lot that nike is not nike and jordan brand are not slowing down with ones there's a there are a bunch of cool colorways yet still to come in 2020 so you will you'll definitely have opportunities to uh to pick a pair pick up a pair if that is uh if something you if that is sorry i'm losing my uh losing my ability to speak now but so that you got to get that chick-fil-a <sighs> man Refuel. i need yeah i need that i need that energy boost um of fried chicken and uh waffle fries <laughs> Anyways, yes, stay tuned to uh, to all of our social medias. You will definitely have the opportunity to pick up a pair of ones in the near future if, if that's something that you want to do. All right, we will be back next week. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody.